On today's episode of the ninth day of Christmas, the Anything But Quiet Time podcast, I, I just didn't know you had such a, a traumatization on one Christmas memory that you had. I think it was impressive that morning when I walked downstairs and I saw, well, I've almost said too much. Ah, yes, it's coming up on this episode. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. We are in the 12 days of Christmas. Today is number nine. Okay, a, a weird random question for you. Uh, is there a Christmas song from a Christmas movie that stands out to you? It can't just be your favorite Christmas song. Oh. It must be a specific song from a specific Brenda movie. Brenda Lee, Rocket Around the Christmas Tree. Yeah. That, in fact, I just saw Home Alone with my kids, and then they quickly wanted to watch the second one. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the same, only a little different. It's, it's different, different plot line, and different location. And I still uh, love location. it. I yeah. still laugh every time. I know what's going to happen to Harry and Marv. A Jingle All the Way is the same type of thing. It's that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the late 90s. Yes. And there is this song that, do you remember this? Where it's the shopping montage. Okay. And uh, it's Brian Setzer and, the, and his orchestra. Jingle bells, jingle bells, That's fun. That's, ah, that just is, whoa, who's playing Jingle All the yeah, Way? Yeah, very, very band. Yeah, very big band. Yeah, Big I love band, that. that's what I was looking for, very band. You, you, you. <laughs> Rubber or uh, <laughs> what kind of band? All right, so day number nine of walking through the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. And so we love for you, if you are listening in this moment and you're like, Oh, I what? Um, how about listen to days one through eight, just yeah. to make sure that you're all caught up on what we've been talking about. And we love getting to talk about this Christmas story and the detail that we've been able to do that. Because when we go on the air, two minutes at the most. That's what we try to do. Is yeah. generally what we try to do on the radio. Because, you know, you know, we want to hear music, Rochelle Carter. Yeah, we get that completely. Mm -hmm. That's why you're here. But sometimes we'd like to unpack things devotionally. And that's what we do here in the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. We unpack the things that we we're talking about in our quiet times, especially this time of year where we're all talking about Jesus being born. So he was born. And I think what we've gotten to is a lot of that. And we'll get back to some of the tomorrow, some of the prophecies, some of the history behind it. Uh, but his birth... It just changed everything mm -hmm. beforehand. If you messed well, when you did mess up, you had to sacrifice animals and there was a proper way to do it. And you had to try, try to follow all the rules as best as you could. And all of a sudden Jesus and then, you know, his birth and then later his death led to the Holy Spirit coming to be able to he's working in us. Yeah, it's interesting. My little boy was looking through his history book. One of the questions he had to answer what main event switched us from B.C. to A.D. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. It's the birth of Jesus. And do, do Everything those changed. actually stand for before Christ and after death, or do they stand for something else, but we call it that? B.C. is before Christ, I believe. A.D. is something else, AD right? A.D. is, the Latin is Anno Domini, which yeah. I believe is, um, oh, my word. I forget what that stands for. It's not after death, but we usually just kind of Yeah, we say that, that, right. Forgive me for not knowing now. I need to help him with his history a lot more. Yeah, this is the part where we get to say these are two non-experts talking about, <laughs> about important things. Yeah. The only reason why I know the Anno Domini part is there was this incredible miniseries on TV when I was a little kid. And it was all about the apostles uh -huh. and what took place after the death of Jesus. And it was called A.D. And okay. Like, Ooh, and I was very fascinated by that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, he, he's allowed us uh, so many things of now it is a internal battle for us of spirit versus flesh. You know, mm -hmm. once you've said yes to Jesus and you are a believer and you, you have the Holy spirit living in you, the spirit of God living in you, which is crazy, but we're still, we're still human. So we'll still mess up. 
And then we could grab hold of these things, these fruits of the spirit, these nine yes. fruits of the spirit on day nine. But I want I want you to picture a Christmas memory. Okay. Now, Carter, how old were you with your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, my. I remember. And we can talk openly on this podcast, right? About, Absolutely. About well, I don't know what you're talking about. Parents and the big guy in the North Pole and things like that. Um, can we talk openly? How about you speak in code and everybody will understand what you're saying, now, just in case. I remember, the first thing that I remember is when my my dad's boss came over and and, and represented. Oh, I see. And I was just astounded. <gasps> at, that he was there. There he is! The you big know? guy! And I think I, I, that was one of my first, you know, memories yeah. of, of that just like never, never ceasing to go away. That will be right. forever stained in my memory. That's amazing. What a gift that was. I want to, and I'm so sorry, I have to back up because I want to make sure I get the right Christmas music for the right memories, if oh, you don't mind. Okay, so excuse okay. me. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Is that I, the perfect place on the soundtrack? I remember it was, I was but a boy. <laughs> I was three and the big guy came to my home. Yes. I remember baking Christmas cookies with my mom. Oh. Rolling out the dough, you know, making sure the shapes were just perfect, sprinkling the sprinkles or icing the cookies. And I was so enamored with the memory that I forgot the pain of cleaning it all up. <laughs> but I, I do love those gifted moments in our memories. But even, you know, think about gifts in general. The gift of time, yes, is lovely. But if you have a wrapped box under the tree, something that you'd asked Santa for, mm -hmm. and you have this gift and you open it and there it is. You're ecstatic. You call all your friends right away. I got it. Yeah. Whatever it was. Was it a Power Ranger for you? Or something? Oh, that would have been something like that. Power something Ranger, like that. Superman, Batman, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I got it. Uh -huh. The latest thing. And all of it. Oh, you did. Yes, I did. Yeah. And now I want you to take that, that present that you had just been dreaming about for ages and stick it on a shelf and never use it. Why would you do that? You have it. You can just use it anytime you want. You've been dreaming about it. It doesn't make any sense, does it? And yet that is exactly what I do all the time with my Holy Spirit gifts. These are something that because I've said yes to Jesus and I've, I've made that decision in my life. And what that basically means is, says, Lord, you are my savior. You died on that cross to take away my sin. And when you died, I died to the old me. And when you rose up again from death, that's me raising into new life with you. And now he rose so that I could know him one-on-one -on -one. and he he actually said when i leave and he ascended into heaven he said i'm going to send down my spirit it's going to be even bigger things than i did hmm. that you're going to be able to do and that that was one of his promises to his disciples and that includes you and that includes me because this gift is open for all of mankind we've discussed that in an earlier podcast on this 12 days of christmas and he says through my spirit you have and they're all listed out in galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 Wait, is that right? Galatians 5, let's all 9 and verse 22, 123. I had to memorize it. This, this is where we are. Rochelle's remembering the reference, and I'm so, trying to remember all nine. Okay, That's so where we're at. So it's love, yep. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That last one. Right around Christmas, you were just Ooh. asking me my favorite candy. Yeah. Queen Anne, uh, chocolate-covered cherries. Portals. I don't have self-control around Christmas time with those things. Oh, you 
the whole box is obliterated. I, that's exactly, Inhaled. That's exactly right. Yeah. But it is it's bigger. I mean, that really actually is a thing, but it's it's bigger than that. For all of these, it's it's real moments mm-hmm. in life where we get frustrated with our neighbor or coworker or family member and we choose not to use the things that we have. And I think it's really important what Carter just said. He said things, not feelings. Mm. These are very, I mean, they're gifts. So no, feelings are fleeting. We know that even in our conversation about choosing joy. Joy is something deeper than happiness. There's nothing wrong with being happy at all. But it's a feeling that you get where your heart flutters. Uh, When you fall in love with someone, there's a difference between, um, you know, urges and actual deep set love where you put others before yourself even being to the point of laying down your life for that person. Yeah, infatuation as a as a teenager exactly. is not necessarily love, yeah, love yeah. per se. But love died for us on a cross. Love showed what it was like to truly love, and it's to lay out your life for people, not necessarily with a martyr's death, but but every single day an opportunity to give your time, to give emotionally, to give sometimes it's monetarily. But uh, all of that to say, I think it was... is. Interesting when I discovered that thought in the midst of thinking about these nine gifts, they are not a feeling. Mm. It's a real thing that that the Holy Spirit presents to you because of what Jesus did for us. And I was like, man, why? Why am I not grabbing hold of patience in the midst of traffic? And I do it all the time, Carter. I'm constantly just my impatience shows and you have to repent of that. And you have to even with your kids, guys. Mommy wasn't being kind to that person. Well, but they cut you off, like you said. Oh, people I, will justify it all <laughs> around you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they learn from you and they defend mommy. So they're going to be defensive of you. Wait, no, I did a bad job in teaching you just now. I was incorrect. I was being impatient. So would you call impatience a feeling and then patience, which is the opposite of impatience, uh, not not a feeling? It's a how would you def- how would you separate impatience a from patience? State of mind. Yeah, for both. I think so. Yeah, I think so because if you're yeah, again feelings. If if I have access to patience, then I have access to something that I can tap into. Kind of like okay, if you plug in your iPhone, that outlet is not a feeling, is it? Well, it it can feel pretty bad if you stick a fork in there. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's actually something that I can tap into. Uh huh. And I think the Holy Spirit, and I don't know, and maybe that I'm answering wrong, but I'm thinking that this is something so much more tangible than just something that can go away like that. Yeah. Patience yeah. is something, this is a place where I can stay. It's a state of mind. It's a state of living. It's, it's when I'm encased in the Holy Spirit, when I'm allowing myself to be clothed in Jesus, then he and I are like, you can't distinguish the two. We, we shared a poem uh, earlier uh, yesterday about I saw Jesus today, and just for a split second, I thought it was uh, my coworker, but I knew from the love that I heard in his voice that it was Jesus. So we see Jesus in, in people. How is that possible? It was because the old has passed away. I've become a new creation in him, and, and when I say yes to Jesus, I believe that my identity is now in Christ. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I hope that makes sense. Well, no, it does. And, and I think patience is such an important one because if there's something that I've learned even over the last couple of years, it's that the enemy wants you to react now. Mm. You are in this temporary state of mind or feeling or like whatever, that. right? Yeah. And it's fleeting. It's yeah. your your impatience, your anger, your lust, whatever is a 
is a temporary thing, whatever you want to call it. And he comes in and says, you better take care of that right now. You know, hey, hey, you're you're ticked off and you know how you feel now. Yeah. So you need to say it clearly and just say it right now to that person. They cut you off in traffic. You you can't come back 10 minutes later and remember everything you were thinking. You need to say it now. Roll up to it. Roll up to it at the red light right, up in your window. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be a headline of somebody who got shot. Um, and so, and also I want to show the love of Jesus anyway. Why don't I go ahead and not do that? Give myself a few minutes. And then the, if the situation presents itself where it turns out it was somebody I know going to the same place. Hey, man, you might watch how you're driving. Um, I just want to say, you know, and just you you wait for that to pass because Satan wants you to act now. Yeah, that's really good. And that's so where patience can come in. When you were asking about whether impatience is a state of mind or it's a, you know, a fleeting thought, uh-huh. you know, I... And, and I also want to say that it, you're not a horrible person if your immediate thought when somebody cuts you off is, well, bless them. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think that. But the fact yeah. that, Carter, you even just recognize, give yourself a beat because mm-hmm. there's humanity that you have to deal with. Jesus himself was tempted with things, you know, that you and I are tempted with. Right. Yeah. We've talked about that as well. And if he dealt with that, but he was yet without sin. So where do you. OK, this is a good question. Uh-huh. And it's a tough one. Okay. Where does, so you, you get cut off in traffic. This is just a great example. Um, and you are instantly ticked and you think whatever, um, you, what comes to mind is to roll in your window, honk, gesture, whatever. And where does the temptation turn into actual sin? Because I, I know that a lot of times when something comes to mind, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. I shouldn't have. Well, no, no, no. Temptation will come to mind. But eventually there's a point where I have acted. So do you think it's physically representing that out or just just sticking on that mindset for too long? Or where do you think you have officially taken temptation and turned it into sin? When you've offended the Holy Spirit. And how would you define that? Yeah, well, that depends on the individual, doesn't it? Okay. Because there can be some cases where my husband will not feel um, that, that that sweet voice from the Holy Spirit in certain matters where I will. Yeah. And I have to, I, I can't condemn in that moment and say, hey, honey, you really should be doing wagging my finger. Like he may honk and feel okay about it. You may not feel okay about honking. You know when you've disrupted the peace that passes understanding in your heart. You know when you've crossed a line. Yeah. And if you don't, ask the Holy Spirit. Ask God for wisdom because he gives it and say, I want to make sure that I'm on. I, I'm not passing some sort of a boundary here, Lord, that you have in place because I never want to desensitize myself to the sensitivity that the Holy Spirit gives me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that can vary for people. And it's the truth. That's biblical. It's very biblical. Paul represents all throughout his his letters to people, whether we're talking about the Corinthians or other people. He tells some if you find a group of people that are OK with one thing. And you know that you've got, you know, the okay, the quote, okay from the Holy Spirit on it. It's okay. But if you know that there is a group of people that you are dining with, for instance, you know, we bring back this meat conversation. Yeah. There is meat that's served up in a way that may not be considered, quote, kosher to the rest of the people. If you know that offends in some way, then abstain from it because you don't want to be a stumbling block. Right. Right. So like there that even from that little snippet of scripture alone, you see if there are going to be people that are comfortable with this and some that aren't, does that make one wrong and one right? And, and it depends. Like if it's a, um, you know, some people are okay with having an affair. I mean, there's, there's oh, sin is sin in some, no, sin at some point, absolutely right? Absolutely sin. You know, but yeah. if it's about, yeah, what to eat or, or things like that, that we can bicker about or, yeah. Hey, 
who's running for president. I mean, things like that. It's interesting that the Holy Spirit wants to teach us. And even Paul indicates that the law that was written out by Moses, because he was inspired by God, the law was actually written to help those who were uh, in a really bad way Mm -hmm. so that they would know, listen, if you need me to spell it out, I'll spell everything out. Do not do this. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit wants to be your guide and he wants you to go on a place where it's, he wants you to live in a place of freedom because you are listening to his voice. You know when you've crossed a line. So you know not to murder. Why? Because I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You shouldn't have to have that written out. Why? Because you're listening to the Holy Spirit. That's where we start to look different too because anybody in their right mind on this earth, regardless of belief system, would say murder is wrong. But then you start to get to some of these other things where the world does feel differently and all of a sudden we're listening to this voice and we can represent in a loving way Yes. Why we feel this way. I was reminded of the words, let patience have its perfect work. Mm. I I think just even in that, the pronoun or his perfect work or its perfect work, it kind of brings almost um, an entity status to it. You know, we were talking about whether it's a feeling or whether it's a state of mind. I think it's, it's, it's like anything. It's like anything that God touches. He breathes life into people when he touches it. So if it's patience, then that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. There's something very living and something very profound in what patience can look like for us. And it wants to go deeper than what we know about it through the world's definitions. You know what I mean? Well, well, and I'll give you an example. What I have been called to in the last four or five years, patience was one of my words of the year a few years ago. The Bible says to put on a heart of patience. Mm And I have been very guilty and still am of putting on a face of patience. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Cool. Good story. Yeah. Okay. But go and just inside going, would you shut up? I mean, I can't, you're telling me this long story and I clearly yeah. have to go or whatever it is. I talk a lot. So Carter feels this way a lot. <laughs> um, it wasn't about any specific person. It didn't have to be. It was um, just today. <laughs> and so I've been called to slow down in my spirit. It's okay if I get home five minutes late. It's okay if I get stuck in traffic for a couple extra minutes because I was kind to that person at the end of my workday. Mm. It, it's, it's, oh, put on a heart of patience is just what I've tried yeah. trying. And, you know. and when you struggle with those moments, the gentle reminder of the Holy Spirit, Carter, and just let him breathe that over you, Carter. Mm-hmm. Remember to have patience with this one. And here's what we do. It's almost like the diet when we mess up a little bit. Well, I'm a terrible person because I've messed up. And what we just need to do is get back on track. That's right. what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Just get back on track with him. It's it's just that easy. And and I, I, even the the story of Corey Ten Boom, I think I've, I may have shared on an earlier podcast. I'll try to keep it brief. She is preaching forgiveness around the world after being locked up in a concentration camp for helping to hide Jewish people during World War II. When she is released, and it's an accident that she's released, but I put that in quotes because... God had plans for her to preach about forgiveness. Yeah. And the Nazi who comes to her after one of these prayer meetings and asks, could you forgive me? In the moment that he asks that, she's like faced with all those, quote, demons from that camp. She's thinking about the death of her sister. Her father was imprisoned and died and all of these things. She knew that she couldn't forgive. So in those moments where you're feeling, oh, I don't have the patience in this moment. She put out the action, though, of reaching her hand out, knowing that it's not me who can forgive, but it is he in me who can. It's okay to recognize your humanity and go, I am messing up right now because my brain is weary. This person won't stop talking. 
and I'm having a problem with patience. Holy Spirit, help me. And then, yeah. he, you know, just let that calm rush over you. Because I can go to a guilt-tripping place like, oh, I'm not doing good enough. That's never where God wants us to live. I want to I actually stay on patience because we can get into the other fruits of the Spirit There's in so just many. another podcast anytime. So I, I love this. Um, there, Corey Ten Boom, for example, mm. she could have asked anyone, anyone on planet Earth. Yeah. And if they're speaking out of, you know, human, humanness, human nature, they're going to say, you don't owe that guy anything. Right. He was a part of everything that you're against, everything that's changed your life. You don't owe that guy any. You can be nice to him, sure, but you don't owe him anything. You usually get a, like a hand snap and tell him, kick him to the curb kind of a Girl, thing. Girl, move on. You see that on talk shows sometimes. I, yeah. I, It really gives me great, maybe not patience, maybe cautiousness to listen to other people. Because people will have your back and they're trying to do the right thing and just, you know, what should I do here? This person's being mean to me. Well, you know, just don't invite them to the Christmas party. How about that? And they're you know, usually teaching out of their own experience. A lot. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a terrible thing. But if it's not in line with scripture. Exactly. And you don't need to be getting uh, counsel from that. That's why we need people in our lives that will tell us the straight up truth. And hey, there's one reason it says that believers shouldn't marry unbelievers. You know, that's just an example there. There's a, a, an important reason to be a part of a church, be a part of a small group, be a part of people that will actually tell it like it is in a loving way and tell you, I can't imagine what you have to do. But Corey, you should forgive that guy. Mm. I, I want to be All I'm saying is I want to be cautious of, of going to people before I go to God. Yeah. And you we know? all do. I yeah. do. Yeah. What do you think about what this? What do you think about? <laughs> and we want to hear the, the nice way out, the easy way out. You know, we have a pure and perfect Heavenly Father. And sometimes because it's so impossible to fathom that, we don't know that because we can't fathom it, because we can't, we can sort of picture it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even in 1 Corinthians 13, I think he says, now we see through a glass darkly, but then we will know in full. Yeah. So we're right now we're just kind of doing our best to piece things together. That's why it's easier for us to go to a person that I can touch. True. It's tangible. True. And so let let me ask you this. Am I crazy here? Because And then there's also, what what, what if it's not his voice that I'm hearing? Oh, I know. I and know. then you it's go to tough. another person and you're like, but did God tell me this? Or is it just, there is a piece. There, there's this one piece of advice somebody gave me. It's so good. Follow your peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as someone who suffers from anxiety, and when I say suffers, like it's a chemical imbalance in my brain. It's a chemical imbalance. This is not something that can be helped. A lot of people are born with this. There's just not enough levels of this, that, and the other thing. And so I do take medicine to kind of help balance those things out. There was a time frame in my life, especially as a child, where I su- suffered such fear and I didn't understand it because I would pour over scripture, pour over scripture, pour over scripture, claim those verses from my life. Jesus, help me, help me, help me. Finally, Jesus helped me by one day helping me discover obsessive compulsive disorder. And then I was able to glean tools to help me yeah. through these moments of terror and such grace and such peace. But there were those moments where you're like, I don't know if this is God's voice. I don't know if this is God's voice. I don't know if this is God's voice. So following that kind of fear, that's your first clue that that ain't God. Mm. Fear not, the angels said. Right. Um, we have, have a friend who's going to come in here at the KSBJ Morning Show and share the thought that what is the beginning of wisdom is fear, right? Concern. But when you have that fear and an angel comes along and says, fear not, then comes along wisdom. There is peace that comes after that initial feeling, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what we're supposed to follow. It's not the fear 
it's no, it's the beginning of wisdom, and then we go into that place of peace. So following your peace has been a help to me. So we'll, we'll bring up this example. Uh, we have our morning show producer, Raina, who started this year with us, and she's awesome. She's just great. Um, mm-hmm. And she was telling us about that story about the two guys that were uh, going to be at the job interview, I guess at the same time, right? Yeah. And, and so how does it go? The, the boss, the CEO of this major corporation. He I lets think them wait. He lets them wait. They're I, both waiting in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. And they're just waiting there, and they're waiting there, and they're waiting there. And meanwhile... You know, it's probably not one of those waiting rooms that has a lovely, you know, listening music and there's a stack of magazines and candy. And would you like a complimentary beverage? You know, yeah. I would just imagine he made him sweat and you hear the clock. Yeah. They're just sitting there staring at each other. Finally, the one guy just gets up and leaves. He's like, ah. it was hours, right? Because he like he missed their appointment time. Yeah. And the second guy, the moment the other guy leaves, I guess the boss walks in. He's been watching him. Walks in and goes, you got the job. <laughs> Why? He just wanted to see who would be patient. Uh, who uh, would wait uh, it out. Which is kind of messed up. And I got to say, on on, on <laughs> right. behalf of both, the the follow your peace thing. Yeah. If that guy that left has peace about it, good for him. Well, yeah, he didn't work for a boss that would torture him. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then also on the other side of it, that guy had true patience to wait. And if this mm-hmm. is a if this is an analogy of of God, for example, the boss mm-hmm. is God. He had such patience to wait and just trust that I'm here for the right. I know my peace. I'm here for the right reason. Yeah. And eventually God will show up. You know, I, I was reading a quote this morning. I saw it and I was like, Carter, look at this quote. It was so good. My sister-in-law posted it and it said, it's not that we have trouble having faith in God. We just have trouble in having faith in what God says he'll do. Yeah. And, and how do, is, it, is that what it was? It, but it was believing the God that we believe in. Yeah. Believing him, taking him at his word. Uh-huh. And if we've tried to establish anything throughout these, especially the, the 12 days of Christmas, is that we can take God at his word because he's fulfilling his word over and over and over and over and over again. And yes, there was a time frame where the Jewish people would have said 500 years, we didn't hear from God. Right. So that would definitely, that would test anybody's faith, patience, all of those things. That's a lot longer than waiting for a job interview for a few hours, right? 500 years. But God had established himself long ago with Abraham, proved himself faithful. He proved it over and over again through his servant, David, even through the prophets. And he proved it once again with the birth of Jesus Christ, coming to fulfillment there in the person of Jesus. The word was made flesh. Tomorrow, we are going to be talking about the all the ways that Jesus fulfilled prophecy. There is a giant twinkle in Carter's eye because he's been dying to share this. I, well, it's a great way to, we don't talk about facts, talk about sharing your faith. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be a great way to, a great resource to have. I don't know about you. I'm one of those people that's um, very artsy. So you get me with emotion. You uh-huh. get me with whoa yeah. moments. And then there are those people. Um, my son is one of those people. Everything is black and white in its category. It's, you know, got labels and all that good stuff. More analytical is what he would be. I think we've covered, we're going to be covering both of those types of people 
in how to share maybe the Christmas story with those around you in this 12 days of Christmas. And tomorrow is for your analytical folks. Yeah, back to more of more of the actual story. We'll have that. And of course, then we'll have day. Uh, wow, we're already about here, about 11 and 12 to wrap it up after that, mm-hmm. too. So, um, all right, Rochelle, um, I'm going to just I just wanna play this music. I need one an excuse to play this music. Oh, again. I love this music. Make up a Christmas memory. Just make one up right now and go for it. I remember that morning when I came down the stairs and I couldn't believe it. Mm. They did exactly what I asked them to. And there he was, large, gooey, dangerous. I got a hippopotamus for Christmas. I'm sorry. Now tell us about the part where he charged you. I lost an arm that day. Yeah. But was it worth it? No, I lost an arm okay. that day. Well, there you go. That's that. Uh, hey, by the way, if I can ask you just to be able to spread the good news of this podcast, I mean, truly good news in this podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, a five star or even a comment, like whatever, whatever you feel comfortable doing if you get the time, we would sure appreciate that. And thanks. 